Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey.com present Locked On Today. Is the NBA responsible for the uptick in injuries this season? Why NFL players are not reporting for offseason workouts? Plus, has the NBA now eliminated tanking? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. We knew seemingly as soon as it happened, Jamal Murray on Monday night, writhing in pain on the floor, grabbing his knee, and the imaging told us our worst fears. He has a torn ACL and is going to be out indefinitely here. Matt Moore from Locked on Nuggets joining us now. And Matt, you had a, a terrific tweet about this, that there is no upside, there is no, well, the thing about it is this is just awful for Denver because they were a team that that really looked like they were they were turning a bit of a corner here. They have potentially the MVP. So where do they go from here? <laughs> I don't mean to be all doom and gloom, but the thought process was always, okay, yes, Gordon becomes a free agent, but we'll have these playoffs, a full season, and then next year's playoffs. And now here's what you have. This year is basically a bust. They will try, and I'm sure the Nuggets will put up more of a fight than we expect. This is what often happens in the NBA, is when you put these guys up against adversity, they respond because they're some of the best competitors in the world. So I would not be surprised if the Nuggets are impressive in the first round or even get out of the first round, but they simply can't go any further because of the lack of firepower that losing Murray provides. They lose Murray until at least the All-Star break next year. That's optimistic. Like, that's hopeful. I think he'll be back by then, given his work ethic. Then you have two to three months with Murray coming off of an ACL injury, an ACL tear, to get reacclimated and then try and make a run next year. Hopefully don't have any more injuries, make one more run, and then try and convince ownership based off of what happens to go heavily into the luxury tax to keep this team together. Otherwise, you're going to lose everything that you've tried to put together, have given up resources, trade assets. This was the move, and it all fell apart on Monday night. There's going to be a blame game assigned here. You, I, I thought on Twitter, did a great job of saying, hey, sometimes this it just things happen and we don't need to assign blame. Now that we know the, the seriousness of the injury, do you still feel that way? There's always a tendency to want to blame coaches. Like, why was he out there? Why was he? Pl- I, this also fundamentally misunderstands how the power, power dynamics of the NBA, the players decide if they're playing. And if they say, no, I'm going tonight, unless there is a, you are absolutely a risk to get re-injured. We know that you're going to suffer a, an injury if you go out there and play. There's very little that the coaches and training staff can do to stop him. And I do think that the NBA over the large section, when we look at the product that's been put on the floor this season, the decision to start early, which was based off of the financial reward, and the decision in part to end early, to get out of the way of the Olympics because of interest from their corporate partners, both played, I think, a role into how many injuries we're seeing. Murray might have suffered this injury anyway. Like some, Maybe this was random and it was always going to occur. Like That's definitely possible. But I do think that the NBA, uh, the NBA failed in putting together a product that was going to ensure uh, that these franchises would all have an ability to get their guys through the season. And it's really unfortunate that Murray is among those that pay the price for it. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. 
Coming up, why some NFL players are not reporting for off-season workouts. That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Nets beat the Timberwolves 127-97, and Kevin Durant put up 31 points. The game was rescheduled from the previous night out of sensitivity to the community following the traffic stop death of 20-year-old Dante Wright. Players from both teams wore black warm-up shirts that read, With Liberty and Justice for All, with the last two words in all caps for extra emphasis, and a moment of silence was held before tip-off. After the game, Durant spoke on the emotions of the day. I think guys are um, obviously aware of what's going on in our country, and uh, we have conversations about this all the time, but once we step on the floor, we understand what our job is, and uh, but the dialogue is never going to stop on how we can better our society. And a lot of guys are, you know, doing their part on this team. Make it six in a row for the Clippers behind another big night for Paul George against his former team in Indiana. What's going on, Clips fans? Chuck Mockler here, one happy hosting duo over at Locked On Clippers, coming at you after yet another Clippers win. The streak continues. This time, Paul George scored yet another 30 points, uh, this time against his former team. You'll love to see it. They were booing him. It only seemed to fuel him, which was awesome. Nick Batum had a career high in blocks with five, which makes no damn sense, but we'll take it. All in all, not a whole lot to be worried about in Clipper Nation. We got another game against the Pistons tomorrow. Let's hope they can get it done. But yeah, things are going good. Everyone likes to show off how well they're doing in front of their ex. It was almost Dame time in Portland again last night, but instead it was Jason Tay time. And the Boston Celtics get their fourth straight win. Hey there, John Krells here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. And the Boston Celtics do it again. Their fourth straight win, this time over the Portland Trailblazers. A tight one in Portland. Jason Tatum outduels Damian Lillard, outdoes Dame time for once, hitting that dagger. Celtics hold on, and they are now alone in fifth. The turnaround rolls on. Marcus Smart was awesome in this game. The defense was pretty good for long stretches. The Celtics are putting it together. I do not apologize for the Tay time joke. If you gave up on the Oakland A's after they started the season 0-6, you've been missing out. Hey, this is Jason Burke from Locked On A's. The A's just won again. They beat the uh, Diamondbacks 7-5. They're now 5-7 on the season. A week ago, this team was 0-6, you guys. They are hitting on all cylinders. I know that Luzardo struggled today, but Diolos Guerra, MVP of this game, went three innings, gave up one hit, struck out five. He looked great. Uh, the bullpen did it for the A's. The A's have a closer apparently now too. Lou Trevino looking great two days in a row. Uh, he got the save. Yusmero Petit got his third win of the season. He is a vulture. And uh, vampire Jed Lowry, he hit the big three-run bomb to tie this game in the seventh. Seth Brown added a home run of his own to give the A's the lead. The A's added on another run on a Matt Chapman triple. Uh, everybody's hitting right now. This is a wonderful, wonderful team. That's what happened yesterday. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. The Indiana Pacers were embarrassed on Tuesday by their former star, Paul George. Tonight, they face the Houston Rockets, who only have 14 wins on the season. The betonline.ag line for the game has Indiana five-and-a-half-point favorites. The Denver Nuggets will play their first game since Jamal Murray went down with a season-ending ACL injury. The Nuggets will host the Miami Heat. And the betonline.ag line is Denver 
giving three and a half. To check out the full list, head to betonline.ag where you can bet the NBA, NHL, MLB, and NFL futures. You name it, they have it. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. The Denver Broncos became the first team, along with the Seattle Seahawks, to announce that they will be boycotting off-season workouts, voluntary workouts, until further notice, in the goal of protecting the players, or at least that was the statement released through the NFL PA on Tuesday. Joining me now from Locked On Broncos, Cody Rourke and Cody These are voluntary workouts, though some of these guys are going to have workout bonuses tied to their contracts. We've gone through this virtual offseason once before. What are the players trying to get across here? What is the point of all of this for them? Well, you know, I think it's interesting because it really dates back to the NFL and the NFLPA really discussing a few weeks ago really what an offseason program would look like. The NFL said, well, you know, some team facilities can open things up on April 19th. Uh, but there was no plan there, and that's where the Broncos come in. And the Broncos NFLPA player rep is Brandon McManus, obviously Justin Simmons and Malik Reed. They hopped on a Zoom call alongside NFLPA leadership, and they talked with players about, you know, we don't feel comfortable with reporting to a team facility just yet when the roster is at 90 players coming into a facility where not every person is vaccinated. You know, what would that look like? Would players have to report to the team facility on Sunday to get tested in order to be able to come in on Monday? There was no real set plan by the NFL when it comes to these offseason workouts. The expectation was that players were going to show up on Monday on the 19th and then begin doing sprints on the field. That was definitely an area of concern in terms of player safety when it comes to the Broncos' decision here to kind of get things started. We just went through this. Cody, I'm, I'm sort of flabbergasted at all of this. If you're the NFL, if you're these teams, why are you not just saying, hey, we, we did this already, at least until further notice, let's just keep the protocols in place that we just made it through an entire season using? Yeah, no, I think you make a very valid point. I, I don't know why the NFL couldn't have been more prepared in the sense of saying, hey, look, we understand bringing 90 players into a team facility is definitely going to cause some uh, concern here. How about we make different pods? We create group uh, pods A, B, C, D, E, and F, and each pod contains 15 players. The overall goal from there is that not all of those 15 players have to be in the same area at the same time. They can split guys up, but assign those pods to a different day of the week. I feel like that would definitely maybe alleviate that. But the NFL PA side of things, a lot of players, the players union, you mentioned the Seattle Seahawks being one of those teams. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have now followed suit. They don't believe that the NFL outlined a good enough plan based on the CBA, based on where they were at with last season to bring players back into team facilities at the capacity of a full roster there. So that's definitely where a lot of that concern comes in. It seems <laughs> incredible that the, that the NFL and 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 really the member teams didn't have a plan for this. So so how do you remedy this? Now everyone's wondering, even though that players plan on boycotting voluntary team workouts as a team, will players still be able to come in? That's the case right now, and the Broncos will have players coming in and out of the team facility, those who want to. And it all falls under the guise of the voluntary, but it will not be under the official team capacity. Some states, some cities have different requirements. We're going to see some teams report on Monday. I expect more teams to kind of follow suit here and maybe opt out 
Uh, but for the most part, you know, it's, the, it's these teams that are young that I feel like need probably some of this on-field work the most. Coming up, has the NBA successfully eliminated tanking? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they just keep adding flavors. I get a box once a month from them with with new flavors. Marshmallow churro is this new flavor that's on its way. Unbelievable birthday cake. I can't say enough about how delicious they are. I was traveling over the weekend, some long car rides, and reach for a Built Bar. And you satisfy that little sweetness craving, and you don't feel guilty about it. It's not eating gummy bears or you know whatever else. It is stuff that is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber to give you good energy, lasting energy because of what they put in it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The NBA owners unanimously passed uh, a motion to create the long-awaited, the long-rumored play-in tournament. And even though Mark Cuban, the Mavericks owner, voted for it, he did have some thoughts, as he is wont to do. Joining me now, Nick Angstead from Locked On Mavs. And Nick, let's start there. What did you think of Cuban's criticism of the play-in tournament saying he's worried about the schedule, it's going to be too compressed. When you hear from Mark Cuban, there's he's very he's very specific in when he decides to come out and, and say things. One of the reasons why Cuban came out and said this today, right, is because after the Sixers game, Luka Doncic came out and said, I don't understand the idea of a play-in. You get 72 games to get into the playoffs, then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs, so I don't see the point of that. And I think Cuban was taking a little pressure off of Luca in this because, like we said earlier, the Mavs are in that seventh spot. Luca's coming out and saying, I don't like this play in tournament. I don't understand it. And I think Cuban was like, hey, look over here. I'm going to I'm gonna now make this big statement. Like, we made a, a horrendous, enormous mistake. That's, that's Cuban's sort of distraction. Even though it sounds like Cuban is speaking out of both sides of his mouth because, like you said, it was a unanimous decision by the Board of Governors to make this decision to do the play-in, to have the compressed schedule, to get this season underway, that the ramifications and what you know the NBA was going to go through, what these players were going to go through, I don't know if they thought it all the way through and saw, okay, this is exactly what we're going through. You know, Last season, teams on average played 3.4 games per week. And then this season it's 3.7 games per week. So it's like just a little bit more. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big difference when you're talking about the number of, you know, back-to-backs and all this. Over the last, you know, 10 years or so, the NBA has done so much to relieve the back-to-backs and the stress and the pressure. And so now to go against that with this season to try and just cram it all in, there was reasons for it. And uh the reason the reasons I think are very well known. Uh, I'm doing the Johnny Manziel money sign for everybody on the podcast. Look, none of these decisions are ever made without money in mind, um, whether it's the primary factor or not. But your point about the the Mavs being seventh in the West, the, the primary objective ostensibly, right? Ostensibly, the primary objective is to give more teams opportunities to make the postseason, which in turn, again, theoretically, makes them disincentivized to tank. All right, all the caveats about this also being a lot about the money uh, aside, 
is it how much do you think it actually changes the calculus here for teams who are sort of on the on the precipice of you know the play in tournament if they're ninth, tenth? Are our teams actually going to use this as an incentive to say, let's go, let's go try and make the playoffs? I think you're already seeing it. And I think you're seeing teams like the Chicago Bulls make the biggest trade of the trade deadline and getting Nikola Vucevic. I mean, you're starting to see some of these teams that are just not bowing out, right? The Golden State Warriors are a team. They should just, I mean, they should just pack it up and put, you know, like Steph Curry and Draymond Green on ice for the rest of the season. But in they're incentivized. Wrap. Yeah, then they're incentivized to, you know, to go out there and play. The Pelicans, kind of the same thing. The you know, the Toronto Raptors, they still kind of have something to play for. The Knicks are, you know, still in the mix. And, and you know, teams like that. And so we're starting to see it. It stinks for the teams that are in seven and eight, right? That they do all this. They get the they get the lead in the regular season. They could lose one game and be out that playoff money, be out that playoff experience for all those, you know, players and everything. And finally, A-Rod is one of the most famous Major League Baseball players of all time. I didn't even have to say his full name right there, and you probably know who I'm talking about. If his MLB career didn't interest you, he's also engaged to J-Lo, who you also know without me having to say her full name. Recently, we learned he is in the process of becoming part owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Clearly, that would be exciting to Timberwolves starting forward Anthony Edwards, right? Mm, Wrong. Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What do you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? Who is he? The baseball player, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know. Okay. I know he's gonna be the owner, but I don't, I don't, I don't know nothing about baseball. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked On Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Thursday, will more NFL teams opt out of voluntary workouts due to COVID nineteen concerns, and could the NFL finally have an answer? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.